Hey, it's Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994-95, and this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks! Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. I am Dan. I am here tonight with my colleague, Big Cass. How you doing, Cass? Oh, uh, not bad. Got a fresh new haircut. Getting it. Sh- Getting my hair cut shorter now with the uh, summer looming. We're supposed to get 80-some degree weather this weekend. Yeah. I would say it would be a nice day to be sitting at Great American Ballpark, but with that nine-game losing streak with the Reds got going on right now, it's I got some pretty good seats for only a $20 upgrade. So I'm going to be in the lower bowl. You might see me on TV. You might you might have the best seat in the house. I mean, it's some of these baseball stadiums. Not to get on to a side tangent here, but like the A's, the Reds, some of these baseball teams, like tickets are like two dollars to go get like for great seats because no yeah, one's for, going because it's all ownership for the weekend, especially uh, well for the weekday, especially. But uh, they play the Cardinals this week. They always draw a big crowd with the Cardinals, so it it, it should be a good weekend. Hopefully the Reds can get a not uh, a win. I just feel bad for the players just because they've got six of their best, five of their six best hitters currently on the IL, and they just can't catch a break. They really can't. And I mean, you can't knock their schedule. They play the World Series champs, Braves. They, you know, and then they go two out of four there, and then they lose to the Guardians, who are playing very well, good baseball right now, and then they lose. Four of the Dodgers and three of the Padres, all playoff teams. So, I mean, you can't – and then they're going right into the Cardinals, who are also a playoff team. So, it's not like they're playing the A's and the uh, the Tigers. and They're playing good Pirates. teams. Against the Pirates. Dude, that actually might be a dope series. Two bad teams going at it. There will probably be a fight during that. That's the one thing I know about the Reds-Pirates. There's always going to be a fight usually once a year. But – Yeah, yeah. But, but that's baseball. Yeah, this that's is, baseball. We're, another we're another. A MLB. We're a, we're a college show. Yeah. So obviously this weekend, I mean, this the whole show is going to be spring game recap because it was. I went to the game cast. It was it was actually pretty good. I enjoyed it. Uh, only about sixty thousand people, which is great for all raining in the morning. Oh no! It was so. I when I woke up, it was downpouring. It was like ten ten a.m. downpouring, and I was really annoyed because the 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 weather showed it was gonna be like supposed to be like sixty and sunny all week, and it's downpouring, and I'm about to go to the spring game, and I, I I'm a cheapo. I don't pay for parking. I just park on Fort Street and walk the mile and a half because I'm cheap and it's exercise. Well, spring game was park free anyways. I I still I still do my routine don't question it just I, I parked up there walked down but luckily like the the rain went away probably 30 minutes to kick off so it, it, it turned out to be a great day um but the Buckeyes they played and it's I love the spring game cast because if you walk down like I I, I like parking also on 4th Street because you, you walk down and you see all like the kids like tailgating and stuff it's it's an atmosphere like it gets you Walking down Lane Avenue or like 15th Ave, seeing like the fraternities or like just the, the kids drinking, playing flip cup, tailgating in the Buckeye jerseys. It feels like it felt like a fall day. It really did. It felt like a fall day. It was fall weather for the spring game, as I said. Um, but it was a good game. It was, you know, it, it felt like football, not real football, but it was, you know, glorified practice. But 
I mean, some guys really showed out, and I, it was a great day in my opinion. Yeah, I thought it was a. It seemed like a great atmosphere in the shoe for sixty thousand fans. I guess the fans were really engaged. Beautiful tributes to uh, Dwayne Haskins. We don't need to go more in detail with that, but the, I mean the tributes were awesome. I'm I kudos to Big Ten for airing the uh, the uh, tribute, the halftime tribute. Um, and what I've been told, there was not a dry eye in the stadium during that tribute. Uh, but it was great tribute, great football game. Um, I mean, of course, I was surprised as much as how, how much C.J. Stroud played, but he looked good. He looked crisp. Um, we they but, ran him too a couple times. I was like, "Why are we yeah, running him?" I was like, "What?" They did. I was like, "What?" <laughs> I think uh, it was to keep the defense honest. I, I yeah. think, but that that was ridiculous to me. I'm like, he rushed it two or three times. I, I love the fact that you know Jim Knowles didn't throw any blitzes or anything like that at. Adam ran his base defense, had had the Jack uh, player drop back in coverage a couple times. Um, I thought all in all looked great, but we have a ton of individual guys who just really showed out. And um, we'll start on the offensive side yeah, of the ball just because, <laughs> just because offense, we know what the offense is going to be. Jackson Smith and Jigba, Marvin Harrison yeah. Jr., um, JSN scored the first touchdown of the game. I um, mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie, Cass. Stroud, Stroud was great. JSN was great. Clearly, they weren't going all out. I thought, you know, I mean, JSN, I think, is going to be an absolute eater because he scored the touchdown. You can see he picked up right off where he where he left off. Yeah, and, Stroud, Travion, and Travion only had three carries. Yeah, totally understandable. Stroud was all right. Um, I mean, definitely not his best day in my opinion. I think I think he definitely could have played a little better. It, it, he was. They were also doing some new stuff where you know they were taking they, he like he was taking snaps and dropping back. It was like first time in a while that the offense has actually done that. Like he takes a snap under center and drops back. Um, I think he like he he might have missed a couple of his throws. I don't know if it was a timing thing. I mean, I'm not worried. It's the spring game. I and he, he missed time. He missed timing passes on receivers that don't see the field much, like Jaden Ballard. Yeah. And uh, but I tell you what, I'm going to start off with the tight end position because we all know that was the weakest position going in on off on, on offense. And I am psyched now. <laughs> I, I am too. And we didn't see one of them. Kate Stover didn't even play. And G Scott five catches, forty yards. But I think four of those five catches were for first down, third they down were. for first downs, and and that's what Ohio State needs is a solid tight end like G Scott, you know. And he big. looks bigger. He looks oh, a lot more. bigger in person. Like, and I, done, I thought it was I thought it was the '88 jersey that just made him look bigger. But yeah, no, it's I mean he looks he definitely put on more muscle this off season. You can tell that. But looking him, watch I'm like he definitely got a lot bigger. But then. Joe Royer also got a lot bigger too. I mean, they're they're grown men now. They went from being little, you know, little pups to now they're they're big dogs. And yeah, my my uh, my wife asked me uh, if G Scott was Chase Young. <laughs> like that's, literally, like he he looked like a miniature Chase Young out there. A little bit. No, I got uh, I got I got those vibes too. And but our boy Joy Royer, we we knew this two years ago when we were going through the roster. Uh, Dan and I do this thing where we went through the rosters. Uh, pictures and we kind of like make fake guesses of what they got arrested for and then we fell in love with joe royer because of his hair and he was a twig this dude is solid he's solid he still got the hair and he made one of the best catches i've seen in a long time for uh and it's a leaping grab 
in traffic too. In traffic, leaping gap grab in traffic. Uh, I believe it was a safety of the corner. Like put a good thump on him. Nothing malicious, just like trying to break it up. Um, McCord, I thought looked really good too. And he threw before the touchdown to the play before he threw a, like a ten yard pass to Royer. Royer had two catches and a touchdown. So show definitely showed some ability. Um, I thought obviously though. Like, we're all getting caught up on that great catch by Royer and the touchdown. Don't get me wrong. Phenomenal catch. I think I do think, though, G. Scott Jr. had the better day receiving. Uh, oh, I, I do, mean, too. He, he made it look effortless, in my opinion. So, I mean, yes, the, the catch, we get caught up because the catch was a touchdown, and it was a phenomenal catch. But when you look at who was more productive, G. Scott was, I think, definitely more productive. Oh, yeah, for sure. He played a little bit more. Um he just he has a better upside, and I think you're going to see a lot of that, especially with Cade Stover. You know, whenever he, I think Cade Stover didn't play because one, he he just transitioned back to tight end, so it, maybe it's just one of those precautionary things. We didn't see Julian Fleming because coming off his shoulder injury, um, that's who I wanted to see. But you know, unfortunately, we didn't get to see him. Um, but I I was impressed with the receivers. But I think the guy I was really most impressed with on offense was. I, I wouldn't say most impressed, but because I'm not going to give you his name yet. But I thought Mayan Williams. Oh yeah, looked really good Saturday, and I like I'm it. telling you, uh, he showed he's some solid. Burst. He showed some burst. The I thought the three number would look terrible on him, but it actually looks great. Um, but I'm going to let Dan take. Take away because he he knows who I'm thinking about the most impressive guy on offense and this is his guy he tweeted about it and I'm gonna let Dan take this player away right, uh, from yeah. me so everyone all right yes and I'm glad I appreciate this because I've been so high on the Evan Pryor train ever since the Indiana game last season where it was mop up duty and he was getting touches and I don't think. He, he, I don't know if he scored. He scored in one of the games. He had. I think it was Akron he scored. Um, but he was getting mop-up touches. And you could tell this guy had a burst. He was running hard. It, you know, Maybe he wasn't all there yet, but you can tell he's going to be special. Now it looks like Ohio State just has a weapon. And this kid, this kid I'm so excited for. And I don't know how they're going to use him. I mean, they might. you might want him to return some kicks potentially. You could have him in the slot, maybe, you know, like a H back position. I know they don't really use it. Maybe like Curtis Samuel, but Evan Pryor, man, I mean, showed great receiving ability, caught four or five catches, had a 35 yard wheel route catch, great touchdown run where he showed not just explosion, but he, some physical running where he broke a couple tackles in the spring game. I know. And by the way, the first series, they didn't really hit, but in the second series, that's when the pads started coming to life. And Evan Pryor really showed he could run between the tackles. And it's 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 really exciting because Ohio State legitimately has a three-headed monster at running back now. And and they have, it's so crucial. They have three guys that are gonna play in the NFL. Yes. And it's I love Master Teague. It, this is gonna be, I mean, it, it three got these guys, it, it's gonna it's gonna make it's gonna make our running back room from last year look like nothing because it, it these yeah, and we have down Hayden coming too. It, it, it looks this. I feel bad for uh, Marcus Crowley. Just put your transfer papers in transfer, get, get out, get in the portal, uh, go play for played. No, I think he's still hurt. Uh, but 
for Marcus Crowley, we love you, but go to the portal, uh, go play for Bowling Green, and become a thousand, two thousand yard back at Bowling Green. So, yeah, I feel I, I do feel bad for Marcus Crowley. Yeah, I do. It's just. I, he's the one guy I completely understand if he transfers. I, I, it seems like though he kind of wants to be here. I feel like he would have transferred yeah. already. So I respect, but that's Evan Pryor too. He, Evan Pryor's a guy who wants to face competition. He's not afraid of going up against the best of the best. Um, so and Cass, I, I had this. I just had this vision, and this is a stupid vision because we really shouldn't ever need to do this. But Ohio State legitimately could run like a power offense with Cade Stover and Joe Royer at the tight ends, maybe run three tight ends if you want it. Cause G Scott and motion him out to receiver creates some mismatches, Mayan Williams, and then just power so it down the throat. We can run in, in between the 20, in between the 10 and the goal line. We can bust out the old Maryland eye. Literally. Why not? I mean, put Stroud under center, put Mayan behind him prior, uh, Travion, Travion and uh, you can run a wishbone. Let me put tell that. Me, tell me, tell me this. We're playing that team up north. By it's, the way, we forgot a, about Mitch Rossi, who didn't even play. Yeah, he could play fullback. We're playing that team up north. It's a cold that cold November day. It's a close game at halftime. We have like a three point lead. You know, it's tough to throw the ball because it's cold. The conditions might be raining. Suddenly. Ryan Day brings out, breaks out the wing T or the power eye, and we got Mayan Williams, Mitch Rossi at fullback, Cade Stover, Cade Stover. road grading, uh, and Joe Royer. And then we have G. Scott, and G. Scott, we're, mo- we're lining up at a tight end, but motion him out. Why? Because he has that receiving ability. You're running out of skill players. You're running out of offense. You have to have your five down linemen. You run two tight ends set with Stover and Rossi. You run... You run uh, Mayan at fullback. Actually, I wouldn't even do that. This is what I would do. Yeah, Mayan at fullback. Pro- this would be like the wishbone. You run Stroud under center. You run your two tight end set with Stover and um, uh, Royer. There should not be a need for this, but like we could do it. Like, how yeah, wild would it Ross- just be if we brought brought that out one game? Ross- just- uh, Rossi, Rossi and Stover at tight end. Your fullback's going to be Mayan Williams, and your two upbacks are going to be Travion and Evan Pryor, and you have C.J. Stroud at quarterback. What you would do is motion. When you, you can't throw out of this. You would motion Stover or Rossi to the strong side, and then you would just run. What you would run is have all your backs run to the strong side and just have Stroud run right in behind on the weak side for a touchdown. <laughs> I mean, tell me, look, it, like it's not going to be needed because we're just going to air it out. And Ryan Day is a great offense, but like, just tell me that wouldn't, that wouldn't just one time, just do that one game, one after one half time, like have that in your, I playbook. would do it. I would do it against Indiana uh-huh. or the, or Maryland the week before we play Michigan, run that a few times. And that will guarantee it. The game plan for Ryan Day's offense Jim Harbaugh will be pull, throwing his headset back up in the stands um, during practice because he's going to have to prepare for another I, formation for the Buckeyes. I, w- I wouldn't even show it. I would save that for that team up north because why? Because our linemen, they like offensive linemen, if you get them going in the run game, they get to attack instead of pass blocking. 
you're not telling me our offensive line is going to want to maul that defensive line after last year. Like, just think about like Dewan Jones and uh, Paris, Paris Johnson, Johnson getting going. Which I like moving back to tackle. He, he he did struggle a bit, but it's like it also was Jack Sawyer. Like, <laughs> I I think that's, that's fair. That's a good. Uh, I think that's a good segue to talk about the defense now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, because I thought the offensive line w- pass pro pretty well, but yeah, I mean number Sawyer 33, got pressure. Number thirty three is the dude covered. Uh, the dude covered the prior pretty well out of the backfield. He dropped back in coverage. Thirty three is going to be a, a one man wrecking crew at the jack. And I know a lot of people love JTT, but JTT is the he is never going to play the Jack. JTT no, is going to be the hands-down defensive end. And I'm telling you what, Big Ten offensive coordinators are right, – I know it's springtime, but they, they are working overtime trying to figure out because Ohio State – just keep in mind, Javante Jean-Baptiste didn't play either. Yeah. No, it's, I'm, it's, and, I thought defensive line, a lot of promise. Uh, I, I am concerned. I don't think it's major. It was a leg injury. Mitchell Melton went down in the second quarter, which great job by the cameraman in the stadium, by the way. He goes down, and, like, they're showing the in, the injury. Like, he's, like, holding his leg or whatever. And they immediately pan to, in the stadium, a dog, like a, like a golden retriever. And everyone started – everyone was, like – you couldn't you, like you couldn't hear a pin drop. It was really quiet because it's an injury. You don't want to see that in the spring game. They pan to a golden retriever in in the, the stadium. Everyone just starts cheering again, and then they held the dog up in the student section. So that was that was a great moment. That was like I felt bad because he got hurt, but like that was that was awesome. I, and let me tell you, the defensive line is going to be nasty. Tyleek Williams and who is uh, I forgot number ninety is going to look pretty good too. Uh, oh, let me I have to look at the roster. Number ninety. It's probably. I think it was. I think it was number ninety. Now you got Ohio State football defense. I'm googling it too. Jaden McKenzie. Jaden McKenzie. Huh. Uh, no, ninety three. Uh, no, Cohen transferred. J- Jacob Colwin. Colby. Uh, Caden Curry. He didn't play. Did he play Caden Curry? Uh, he played. I, I, yeah, I was expecting him to do something, but he didn't really do much. But, but he lost his brown I mean, black stripe. But I'm excited yeah. about Caden Curry. Just so you yeah. know, Jaden, Jaden yeah. McKenzie. That's who it is. McKenzie. Yeah, is number ninety. Good. Yeah. But let me tell you, when he's healthy, Talik Williams and Jaron Cage are going to be a wrecking crew. I mean, we didn't see Jaron Cage play this much this in the spring game, but he's going to be a, probably a projected starter. Talik Williams needs to start. Yeah, no, I, 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 that's 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 a fact. It's, I mean, him and JTT must start. Zach Harrison, uh, I, I, I mean, I don't know anymore. He's um, not gonna start. I mean, you can't. I mean, he's got. He he, I think. Rotate. I think he's. I think he's gonna have a solid season this year. Uh, Noah Potter even looked good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think if I'm right now, by my observation, your four down lineman week one against Notre Dame. Needs to be Jerron Cage, Tyleek Williams at the tackles, JTT at the at the other at the end spot, and then the Jacks the Jack position will be Zach Sawyer. Uh, Jack Jack uh, Sawyer. I agree. I, I mean, it's 
And, but I think it, but I, end, I end up, I do think it will be Tyreek Smith, Tyreek Williams, and Teron Vincent, which he's not bad. But I think they're going to rotate so many guys. You're talking about Caden Curry, a freshman, uh, Noah Potter, who looked good. Uh, um, you, of course, we Jack Sawyer and Zach Harrison, Javante. We're lo- loaded. Tyler Friday. We keep forgetting about Tyler Friday. Tyler Friday was very good for us a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ty Hamilton, too. We forget Ty Hamilton, that defensive yeah. tackle. I mean, he flashed a little bit. And Michael Hall. Michael Hall, too. Yeah. We've got – we're loaded. They're going to rotate, guys. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's we got uh, – defensive tackle, we got some – veterans but we also have some really good young guys i'm excited about defensive tackle i i, I, I got, thought i think tommy eichenberg and uh, he looked like he slimmed down a little bit a little it bit. looked a little bit he looked a little bit faster i think he's gonna be a beast i really i think tommy eichenberg is gonna have a great season um what who really impressed me Cass, um was actually denzel burke <laughs> um and I, it's, it's such a stupid thing to say because of course our you know, our most likely our first round corner is going to impress me, but uh, in he was matched up one on one against Marvin Harrison and Marvin Harrison Jr. and uh, it was I want to say late second quarter, and they took a deep shot on him. And you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. is a lot bigger, um, and he he defended it perfectly. And I, just Denzel Burke, you know, strapping Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, I mean that that's got to get you excited for. I mean I think he's going to be locked down this year. Yeah, I I think our DBs are going to be really good this year. Proctor, I was I really good to see Proctor out there. I know I know yeah. they weren't doing much contact. It was like two hand touch. But I drive. really, I mean we're for, we're forgetting about Palier Guiote too that could play Steel Chambers. Um, but I was really impressed with our safeties. And it started with at the top with Josh Proctor. Ronnie Hickman didn't play, so we know he's going to pl- uh, play this year. Uh, I thought Tanner McAllister. He does. Everybody was right. He that article about uh, McAllister basically knowing Jim Knowles' offense. It showed he was out there being the quarterback when he was on there. He was pointing around, saying, "Hey, you know, being the coach out there, being that." And we hadn't seen that since Jordan Fuller. Yeah. It's, and it's going to be glad he was on Twitter today asking um, what number. And it just it feels right if he wore number four. Like if he switched to number four, it just feels like, feels right. I think she wear 45. <laughs> he asked I don't, think any, I don't think nobody will ever wear 45 again. I know because it's um, Archie's number. But yeah. technically not retired. It's – all you have to do, apparently, is, uh, according to Cleveland.com, you just have to call and get the permission from a guy from these guys who are not and, retired. And it's kind of like but, with Malachi uh, Brennan with 22 for basketball. Yeah, yeah. But the star, the two stars of the defense, Jordan Hancock and Kai Stokes. Kai Stokes, bro. I mean, as as a safety, as a fellow safety. Uh, I got hard watching him play, bro. Like, like, like I, I don't even want to say it. Like, I, I can't believe I just, Somebody compared him to Malik Hooker, and I'm like, oh, that's too soon. But that's, and it's the I, spring game. He's close. It's close. But, yeah, he should have had a pick six, but he had some really good breaks on the ball. And this um, is a this is a great problem for Ohio State to have. You have the talent, 
talented defensive backroom. Obviously, Cam Brown and Denzel Brooker will be off the outside. You're gonna. I think Jordan Hancock's gonna be the nickel corner. I think he looked Hancock really good. Hancock looked really good. And you can rotate your safeties. Stokes. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Stokes might. You might just have to find a way to get him on the field. I don't care where. Dude, even if I you think, not play my nickel. I think honestly, this year he's I a ball this, hawk. Dude, I don't. I think this year we're gonna have so many fair catches because Kai Stokes is, is gonna put, be a monster on special teams. Yeah. Oh. Because I. Th- I think once McCallum, because we're gonna have two seniors in the back end. And a junior, Ronnie Hickman. We're going to have three guys rotating at safety. We're going to have – I think Ronnie Hickman, I I think he's the weakest link when it comes to cover covering uh, – uh, Well, he's our, be- he's our best tackler. He's so. our best tackler. Yeah, it's fine. So I, I think I think what you got to do is in run situations, like third and one or third and short, you bring in Hickman. But when it's like if it's a third and long, you're doing Proctor, McAllister – Honestly, though, Hickman, we could drop him the linebacker, too. It's like we could uh, – I would rather like, – you could play Hickman over some of these guys at linebacker. I'm more confident at Hickman at linebacker at times than some of the guys we got. Just from what I've seen last year, I think we could – like we because we were playing two safeties high, too, which was really nice to see, too, uh, at, at times. So we could put Proctor and McAllister and maybe get Stokes in there. At times, and then Hickman drops to a linebacker spot or something, and then just matches we forgot up about Fort time. Williams. Fort Williams, yeah, we forgot about him. Um, <laughs> this it, team is loaded. It's, loaded. it's loaded. It's, I mean, Kai Stokes, though, bro. I mean, like at the end of the first half, they literally talk, Ryan Day was throwing some like deep passes at the end of the first half. See if like you know McCord or Devin Brown could reach the end zone. Uh, and I, Kai Stokes went like four or five plays in a row where he just like made yeah. a play, and it was play after play. He yep. looked good and confident. I, I really, I really like where the direction of Jim Knowles' defense is going. However, yeah. the weakest link on this football team, if somehow, some way, he gets a bad injury, is kicker. No Ruggles. He wasn't even there. He wasn't even. He wasn't even there. But the kicker, he was. His field goals were awesome. So, are, I mean, are we are we concerned that he's just not on campus, Noah Rogel? Like, I don't want to. Like, because apparently the plan is he's just taking the semester off and he's going to come back and then rejoin the team. And he's a kicker. A ki- so, he's a kicker. He so doesn't like, need bees. I'm just like worried that like something's going to happen, like logistically. Well, That's, and then we'll we'll end up with the USC guy. But how good is he? Like, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I mean, how, we didn't think Noah Ruggles was going to be good, and he ends up being Lou Groza should have been one. Should have won the Lou Groza last year. Literally. I mean, <laughs> I mean, this USC guy said there was more people at the spring game than there was for a regular USC home game <laughs> this year. So I mean, I don't know. I I really worry about the. The kicking game, but you know what? As long as we score touchdowns, I'll be happy. We can't have I another. Say, uh, our punter punted, I think once or twice, but the one punt he punted was not good. It was just I was not impressed with the punter. I think it was Mike Micro again, Jesse Micro. I mean, it's <laughs> he's kind of he's a weak link. I think on special teams, unfortunately. Can Noah Ruggles punt? Like, I mean, I I, I like the guy, but. Um, I think he Who was our punter last year. Jesse Micro. We barely punted. That's why I didn't really know. 
I know. Well, I mean, that's why it's all right if that's the weak link because it's it's a punter. It's it's fine. Well, he's also a freshman. I mean, he was a freshman last year. Jim Trestle. Jim Trestle also said the punt was the best player in, in football. I disagree, but uh, <laughs> Jaden felt Jaden Fielding was the kicker that really struggled. Number thirty-eight. Yeah, I mean, Cass. Who? All right. Who were the guys that disappointed you? Was there anyone that really disappointed you? Because I have one, but I'll let you go first. Um, we already kind of talked about. Uh, I think Zach Harrison kind of disappointed, but then again, it's like as expected. Um, but Jaden Ballard, yeah, receiver. That that was mine. Um, he he kind of disappointed. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I, I I'm gonna catch flack for this. This is a hot take, but I thought Emeka Abuga disappointed me a little bit. Um, he dropped he actually, the one touch. He dropped yeah, the one touchdown. Drop, but he's so electric. I, I think Marvin Harrison a, wasn't that. Good. Marvin Harrison didn't do much either. I mean, well, I just expected more from one of those two guys. I would have liked to see some a big play uh, from one of them. Yeah, too. but it's so hard I'm to not, judge. Yeah, I'm not hitting the panic button at all because I think no. they're both gonna be studs, but it's just. And they're going to obviously start and you know thrive in this offense. I just thought yeah. one of those two guys would have had a big, big, bigger play in my opinion. Ballard, Ballard looked—he's just not ready yet. He's just not ready. That like he—you could tell he's explosive. He's really athletic, <laughs> but you could also tell that he wasn't doing the little things right, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, that's he wasn't in sync with the offense. I think I would say to, I think Zach Harris. Zach Harrison's my guy. Just because he's a senior, he's been here before. He just—it just feels like he hasn't developed in pass pro. I will go down and say he's one of the best run uh, run stopping DNs. I, I think I think he's just in a bad system. Um, I think if he was somewhere else, he he would be a star. I was also disappointed that we didn't get to see Zach Herbstreit play, a walk on tight end. Six two thirty five, two hundred thirty five pound tight end. His dad was there, being honored with all the Buckeye greats. But you got to put in the spring game. You got to put these walk ons in. Ryan Day, come on, put you know, Herb Street in. You know who really impressed me? The uh, young receiver, Keon Grays. Uh, when he he came on and he had instant instant chemistry with Devin Brown. I thought. Him and he caught he caught like two or I want to say two catches about seventeen yards something like that not nothing crazy but you know being a true freshman coming on in the spring game making two two grabs and like immediately like first couple plays getting in the action uh, he looked really quick crisp route running definitely a guy who definitely reminded me of Olave like I know uh, he gets compared to Olave a lot so does Abuka Abuka literally looks like Olave two out there. <laughs> But Keon looks like Olave, like freshman version of Olave. Hey, so, you want to know? You want to know something funny? And I love my wife, but she just got the reference of CO two. Uh, <laughs> isn't she like? Uh, a, isn't she like in healthcare or something? A nurse? Like? Well, she didn't really. It didn't really think. No, she just. Are they supposed to be go- surgeries? Uh. Oh, I thought, um, I, thought she, I thought she did like chemistry stuff. No, it just didn't click to her until she's like, oh, until the guy on uh, said CO two on. Uh, I was like, yeah, you didn't know that. <laughs> That's funny, but it's all right. I mean, I like 
I like I like Mayan Williams because he's MW three. So like like I think of Call of Duty like Modern, Modern War, Warfare maybe three. That's why he wears number three. Probably I figured it out. MW three Modern Warfare three. Yeah, he's just a cannonball from Modern Warfare three. If there is a cannonball in that. No, there's there's a grenade. <laughs> but I will have to say, I will have to say, you can tell with the new coaches that we've got on the staff, uh, um, your offensive line coach, the new offensive line coach, you could tell there's a new mean streak on defense, and you could tell on the uh, there's a new mean streak with the offensive line. I thought there were the offensive line and defensive line had some physical matchups. And you love to see that. You're going to love it this fall when they get in the camp, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, you could tell there's a mean streak, and that's what Ohio State. That's what Ohio State is going to has missed. Uh, and guess what? In November, last week in November, after we're all after us fans are done eating leftovers from Thanksgiving, we're, Michigan. Josh Gaddis. Oh wait, he's no longer there. He's at Miami. <laughs> yeah. He docked us. <laughs> he Josh Gaddis getting... runs his mouth and says, Ohio State's not a physical team, and then bolts for Miami. Says, which, by the way, by the way, was, was a smart decision, by the way. I mean, um, I, I'm, it's a genius, but it was genius. Talk crap and then get out of there. Um, I, I mean, what I like, Ohio State, they're going to have to be physical. Game one, like starting game, Notre Dame is going to be a physical team. Not like they're always a hard nosed football team for the most part. So we're going to know right away are they physical or not, and then that's going to you know that's going to be kind of the the litmus test. And then from there on, we should be able to improve. But uh, Notre Dame coming into town week one, they're obviously going to be physical. They love to our- run the ball. They pound the rock good. Good off good offensive line. Usually a good defense. So that's going to be a challenge, and we're going to see you know. Did this coaching staff really, you know, live up to the challenge and improve this physicality? It was goes to my next comment. The Cardell Jones tweet of the week. Notre Dame recruiting. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> way way to go. Tweeted this out Monday. Finally got time to watch the Ohio State spring game. The Buckeye defense looked just as bad as it did last year which was one of the worst defenses in the Power Five. The offense is going to be great, but Indy should be able to bully the Ohio State offense line. That OSU negative 13 spread versus Indy is silly. And then, like, that's so stupid because they clearly, like I said, like I tweeted a lot, like you didn't watch Kai Stokes play a snap then because I thought he was fantastic. Uh, Denzel Burke was great. Jack Sawyer was great. Yes, the defense had to clean some great. things up. But also, I like to, I like to mention two casts. During the first drive, and I did jinx it because the second I sent the text, they threw the touchdown pass to Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. But the first drive, I mean, they weren't really giving up big plays to our offense. They, Our offense had to methodically kind of drive down the field. And they, they were getting like five, six yards at a time. But, it, I mean, it wasn't like – But my thing is, is – Who's stopping who, that? Who on, their, who on their offense is moving the football? Jack Cohn? Mm-hmm. No, it's they have. I mean, they have. Uh, they have Lorenzo Styles on offense, but who's their who's their wide receivers? Who on that offense is gonna? They're not gonna be able to move the football. You're talking Cam Brown and Denzel Burke on the outside, and they have no deep threat wide receiver. I mean, we're gonna get dive more deep into this 
when in August. They got. I mean, uh, oh no, I was gonna say Kyron Williams, but, but he's going. He's going to the NFL. So yeah, but I, I, on, but their defense. Their defense let Wisconsin run all. They got the tight. They got the tight end, but no, no, Notre Dame always has that token tight end, like the Michael Mayer. They always, have, they always have the big token white guy tight end who always is like a first or second round pick. Like Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, it's we but, have Joe Royer. So I mean, our offense. Joe Royer would be Joe Royer would be a Joe Royer or, 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 or G Scott would be a thousand yard tight end at Notre Dame. I'm just pointing that out, dude. I'm telling you right now, there is nobody on their defense going to be able to stop our offense. And Marcus Freeman, I love the guy. I love what he did with Ohio State. I, he's a great guy, but I think he's going to be in and over his head. His very first game is in back in the shoe against the Buckeyes. The Buckeyes have are going to be mean this year. They're going to they're going to have a mean streak because they're la- outside the Rose Bowl. Their last game they played, they lost to Michigan. They're gunning for Michigan. They are going to play everybody. I know it's I know it's here. It is April in April. We got 134 days till we kick off against Notre Dame. But be careful what you wish for, Notre Dame. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah. I mean, it, all in all, as we kind of wrap up, I think, um, spring game, I'm just happy for the most part. We got out healthy. And i also like to add, too, for, like, on the defensive side, there's going to be so many things that they're going to have to tweak. It's just they're going to throw in packages in the summer camp. Defenses never do good in the spring game, I'm pretty sure. Like, uh, and, and think about the year we had the unreal defense in 2019. Did that defense really impress that much in the spring game? I don't remember Chase Young doing much um, from, from what I recall. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember Chase Young having a crazy – but, like, all that matters with the defensive guys is that they just show up to camp ready to go. Like, I, I don't really care what they do in the spring game. I, it's fine if they go through the motions, just kind of conceptually get everything. That's more important. But I want them to showing up to camp healthy and physically fit. Because, like, when Chase Young showed up to camp that year, they were, they took a picture of him, and he looked like an absolute monster. He looked like, you know, he basically was in the gym 24-7 since the spring game ended. So I just need – I just kind of need, like, Zach Harrison to do that. That would be really nice. Or, you know, Tommy Eichenberg. Just, just do that. You know, make sure you're ready to go. Put on your weight. Get ready to start hitting because you're going to lose all that once the season starts. So I think the guys need to kind of you know be ready, be in shape for the season, not for the spring game. I think that's what's more important here. And everyone looks healthy, so I think we should be good. Yeah, I think we'll be just fine. I think the offense is going to be ready. Uh, I think you're going to see guys in the gym. Like you said, this team is good, has a mean streak. They, they're out something to prove, and they look like they're going to be one of the best they're going to be one of the best uh, teams that going in next year. On an end note, I'm not a Browns fan. Everybody knows I'm a Bengals fan, but I just got word that WWE superstar The Miz will represent the Browns at the 2022 draft. Interesting. Which goes in, goes into our. They're not, they're not even picking in the first round. No, they're not. So going into next week. All about the draft. We're going to talk about Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, where they will go in the first round, and then talk about other guys, where they will go in day two, because I think those two will be the only one picking in the first round. 
you're talking about where what where we predict Jeremy Rucker, Haskell Garrett, um, Matt Teague. I think Haskell could potentially slip into the first round. I, I could see I, that I, happening. I don't think he will. I don't think he will, but I wouldn't be shocked if like a <laughs> random team at the end of the first round scoops him up, and it's like one of those picks that everyone's like, "Huh, that's a weird one," but like it turns out to be a pretty good one. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he would have a good NFL career wherever he goes. But I think uh, I know that this weekend, Jeremy Rucker, Master Teagle, and um, Mas- Jeremy Rucker, Master Teague, and Haskell Garrett will be representing the Buckeyes at Cincinnati, uh, the Bengals uh, Pro Day camp this weekend. Which I love that Zach Taylor said that they are partial to Buckeyes. Like, they give them an extra look. That's – I love that. Like, Well, I think he has his eye on one that's very slipping down the draft, and I think it could be a steal, and it's going to add a lot of depth, and that's Nicholas Petit-Freer. Yeah. Um, this late second yeah. round, I've been hearing That'd late be a- second round, early third. <laughs> I can honestly see the Bengals taking him. Isaiah Prince, uh, we're releasing you. We got your replacement. It's another Buckeye. Isaiah Prince. I feel bad. Let me tell you, Isaiah Prince didn't have a bad season. No, it's just funny because it's just we we dog him for all the holding penalties. But when he – the game that that meant the most, he looked bad. And that was – I mean, I'm not saying he had a great season. I argue with a bunch of Bengal fans about this. It's also Aaron Donald. (laughs) Yeah. And Von Miller, so I mean that's who he had to block in the Super Bowl was Von Miller. Good luck, <laughs> but Isaiah Prince. I said he didn't have a good season, but he didn't have a bad season. And Bengal fans were like, "You're an idiot!" Blah blah blah. I was like, "Watch the film. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't good either." There, there's a difference between oh, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't. He's good an either. NFL starter on a team that went to the Super Bowl. He clearly was doing something all right, you know? Exactly. So, yeah, we'll go into what Nicholas Petit-Freer, Jeremy Rucker, Haskell Garrett, uh, Master Teague, and some other Buckeyes that may or may not get drafted. In honor Uh, honor of the draft, I do it every year. I I drink drink a a beer or a seltzer in honor of every Buckeye that goes in the first round. So You'll have two. I'm gonna have probably two, maybe three. Maybe and it'll be early. Maybe it's early. Top fifteen. We'll see. Does do I do it one for Jamison Williams? I mean, do do or do, yeah, do I do it? Absolutely. A shot. I think I do a shot did, when Jameson. Did you do goes. one for Joe Burrow? I did. I did. Yeah, yeah. So you have to do one for JMO. Yeah, JMO. If uh I'm trying to think who else might go. You have to do a half a shot because half he didn't win a national title like he didn't win a national title like Joe Burrow did. Yeah, it's, I do my my makeshift drinking game every year. I don't know. It's it's stupid, but, it, but yeah, it's something. next week next week will be all about the draft. I and mean, maybe we'll uh throw out a uh little twenty twenty three uh who's uh what round could players get drafted in. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and then after that we'll be watch yeah, like I'd... watch 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 like ten buckeyes get selected in the first round and I'm just like I'm absolutely plastered. Don't even remember where they get drafted. I'm getting my stomach pumped. (laughs) 
CJ Stroud gets drafted by the Jaguars because they picked number one oh, overall. <laughs> CJ Stroud goes well. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be a long night. JSN too. Oh my god. And then it's <laughs> Zach Harrison has a breakout season. He goes top five. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. I know. I'm just. I'm Paris just Johnson. Paris Johnson gets drafted in the first round. Dewan jo- Dewan Jones has a size. I feel like if Dewan Jones just gets better technically, he would totally be a top ten pick. So, as this, as our you normally after the draft is when Dan and I take our three months high ache and we take a three month break. The season's over, like our season, like podcast season is officially over, which it is. But you know, we'll start back up a week after that. So we are going to throw some ideas, and this is totally up to Dan. We'll throw some ideas uh, for what we want to talk about during the off season. We've already thrown ideas at each other, um, and we're going to need some ideas, folks, because uh, what is going to there between now and after July Fourth? We'll be really digging for episodes, you know, for episodes. So we'll maybe we'll reach out to the fans too. I have some. We have some good ideas, but we do. But that's for another enough. day. Another day. Not enough. But yeah, next week for the draft. I hope you guys all enjoyed your spring game. Catch out some lacrosse. Plays that team up north. Final game of the season. They lost a heartbreaker. Uh, they had they had they had it close within one or two with the last three minutes, and then just ran out of gas uh, against Maryland this past week. But the lacrosse getting ready for their tournament. Softball has a tournament starting tomorrow up at up at Ann Arbor. Beat Michigan week when it comes to spring break, spring sports. I love one last thing. I love walking around campus and they still have the M's crossed out on everything. It's I, I, I like, and when I went there, they took them off and then they would reapply them. It's just, I think everyone just say, screw it. We there's don't just too them. many. There's just, they, it's not worth the effort. We lost to them in football. Like they're staying up I, and I love it. I just love that. I do, I do too. But yeah, well, everybody. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the 80-degree weather this weekend, whatever you're going to do. Stay safe. Fire pit. Go Bucks. Fire pit. Fire pit. I but, built one last week. I, I know. I got mom setting up my backyard and everything. But as always, thank you so much for listening to the Bunch of Nuts podcast. And go Bucks.